Voices of the Elephant is proudly sponsored by SiteGround.com, a leader in website hosting and a terrific partner for all your website projects. Their top-notch technologies will make your websites fast and secure. Welcome to the Voices of the Elephant podcast. Each episode of Voices of the Elephant brings you an interview with a member of the PHP community. From project leaders to user group organizers, we talk to the people that are helping make the PHP community special. Welcome to another episode of Voices of the Elephant. My name is Cal Evans. I'm your host, and my special guest today is my longtime friend, Mr. Dave Delaney. Say hi to everybody, Dave. Hi to everybody, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having uh, me, Cal. Uh, Dave, uh, we've known each other for um, longer than probably either of us want to admit. Um, I, when I lived in Nashville, you were very active in the community, the tech community there, and mm-hmm. um, you founded both Barcamp and PodCamp, and I spoke at both of those for several years. And um, I think I even sponsored, I sponsored one of them. I think, I, I think um, when I was at Zend, we sponsored um, the original Barcamp, which I think that was over at the Dewdrop Inn. Wow. The first one was at the Exit Inn. Exit Inn, that was it, the Exit Inn. And um, boy, that was a fun one. Um, August 07, yes. Uh, it, was 100, it was 100 degrees outside and 110 inside. And it was, it was multi-building, so you, you couldn't escape the heat. You, you, you had to keep moving around. <laughs> That's right. Um, since then, you've, I've watched your career evolved and have been fascinated by it. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and how you got here, because we normally start with your hero backstory, but you're not a programmer. So let's talk a little bit about um, what you do now and how you got to this point. Yeah, it's a long, crazy story. But the uh, well, I mean, I work in, in marketing and communications and I always have. Um, but what I've learned is that my sweet spot is teaching uh, professionals, usually tech companies, fast growing companies. I teach professionals how to improve the way they're communicating and reach their people. And that might involve um, teaching one-on-one, teaching folks how to network more effectively for their careers and business development. It may be working with teams on improving communication in-house uh, through exercises and training. So I do in-person, but I do a lot of speaking, keynote speaker, and I speak quite a lot. And, and uh, so, yeah, so my backstory is all about communication. Um, what I realized over the years of soul searching in my own kind of path, I realized it all began with CB radios when I was a kid. Um, it went to BBSs on my, on my uh, Commodore 64, although my first computer was a TRC. Represent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I'm old school nerd, Cal. Like, yeah. I, my, I, I'm not a developer. I don't play one on the internet. However, my first uh, foray into, de- into programming was creating a random number generator on my TRS-80 to print out Dungeons and Dragons characters so that when our characters died, we wouldn't have to spend an hour rolling dice to create a new character. We could just punch the name in, print, and the dot matrix would do the rest. Well, well the trash 80 would do, or, uh, would do the rest, and then the printer would spit out a new character. So I did do that. I got that going for me. I remember those days fondly. You know, you, you uh, I'm going to chase a rabbit here, but you, our paths follow very similar. Um, oh, we follow very similar paths because um, the first computer I had access to 
was an old TRS-80 Model 2. That was the big eight inch floppies. Um, Dad had one for business and at night I could play with it and had my own floppy disk and everything. And then the first one I ever owned was a Commodore 64. And that's where I wrote my first programs and um, had a lot of fun, did did some work with D&D. I think that's kind of the rite of passage is you have to write a D&D character creator at that point. <laughs> But uh, did that, uh, had, it just had some, some great fun. And yes, I, I graduated to BBSs, so. Yeah, I actually just bought, uh, last year for my birthday, I bought a TRS-80 original, TRS-80 wow. off eBay. And there is, we're totally geeking out here, but there is now you can buy, and I have one, it's awesome, is a Wi-Fi, or excuse me, it's a modem emulator that plugs into the back of the Commodore 64 that you then set up with uh, giving, giving it Wi-Fi access. And there are BBSs <laughs> functioning now that you can visit. So I actually was going to going to BBSs using my Commodore 64 again. I created accounts, anonymous accounts, wow. and were interacting with people and going to sysop mode. It was like, it was amazing. And then of course the Commodore 64 died. But, oh, yeah. that's, oh, that's just sad. No, I, um, I, I love those days. Yeah, me too. Those were fun days. So that's how you got to where you are now. And the reason I had you on, we were talking a little bit before the show, doing a little show prep, and um, is you talk, you you teach people how to do networking. And developers have this um, stereotype of being antisocial, and that's not really true. We're very social in our own little group. It's just yeah. everybody else we ignore. So, um, but what I want you to talk to us a little bit today is give us a few tips. Talk to us about what developers can do to improve networking. Cause this is a soft skill that I think everybody needs to understand whether you're getting a new job or working within your own job to communicate your ideas, you've got to be able to network with people. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think the first problem is is with networking as a word, right? So, uh, you know, in, in retrospect, I wish I hadn't used the word networking in my book, New Business Networking, and in my website, Networking for Nice People, because <laughs> the, the networking has such negative connotations to it, unless we're talking about, you know, infrastructure and, you know, that's a different story. Yeah, we're not talking pulling Cat5 or Wi-Fi or anything like that, so. Right, and it's funny too, by the way, because I was invited to be a keynote speaker for VMware, VM, VMware, Mugs uh, annual conference in Nashville and then also in Boston. And um, when I was initially speaking to them, I'm like, you know, I'm talking about professional networking because I don't want to get up on stage and be like, VMware. Hmm. <laughs> right? <Yep. laughs> They're like, no, no, no. That's why we want you there. Um, and, and I'm glad that the, the feedback was, was good. Um, so the, the key thing with networking is, and it gets into my website too, networking for nice people. It's all about helping other people first and foremost, finding ways to serve your community. Um, and then, you know, call it karma, call it what you want. But when the more, you know, just being nice and being a good person and, and by being nice and being a good person, things come around to you. And I don't know how it magically happens, but it really does happen. And so when you're a cool person to people, cool things happen for you. So, um, so the first, really the big rule of networking is just aiming to, to help others in your community and, and, you know, and uh, it, yeah, I mean, just share what you know, share the people that you know, um, provide introductions and, and good things can come from that. 
Now it's time for you to be a game changer with the Ring Central Developers Game Changer Program. Grow your skills, help others in the community, and get rewarded with awesome prizes like Ring Central swag, conference tickets, software, iPads, computers, and so much more. Don't just be a developer, be a game changer and join the program today. For more information, visit developers.ringcentral.com. Cool. And um, you stretch that into an entire book and you've got several um, conference talks now that you deliver uh, keynote talks. And I actually saw, I had no idea. I knew you spoke. I knew you have written. I did not know you had um, workshops that you will teach for companies about yeah. this, this um, thing. Talk to us a little bit about what's in your favorite workshop that you do. My favorite workshop is probably the one, it's called the Master Communicator Secret Weapon. The work, that's the keynote the, and presentation, which I do virtually now as well, of course. Um, but then there's the in, <laughs> go figure. But then there's the in-person, uh, um, or the, the workshop, which is the uh, Communication Mastery, which comes from that. Mm -hmm. um, part of my background involves uh, studying and performing improv comedy. Mm -hmm. and, and what I learned over the years is that you can use key things from improv and apply them to how you communicate with people. And I'm not suggesting you could be like the, the you could be on the introvert, uh, extrovert spectrum and be completely introverted. Um, I'm not talking about getting up on stage and performing improv or anything like that, but I'm talking about using skills from improv uh, as a secret weapon to improve the way you communicate with your colleagues, clients, family, friends, and all that good stuff. So um, so that's, that's the one I really love doing. And I've of course changed it all to virtual and the feedback I've been getting has been great. Uh, you know, I always encourage my clients to leave me a recommendation on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so by looking at my LinkedIn profile that it's always nice to see the feedback that I've been getting on, on these workshops and presentations. So yeah, I, I love it. I love it because people love it too. It's, it's a lot of fun. You can kind of let your hair down a little bit. Um, and at the same time, you know, again, it's not putting you in the spot. So usually I don't even mention the word improv because I don't want to scare people off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if I remember correctly, one of the after parties for one of the first bar camps or pod camps uh, was at a local Nashville improv club. And uh, we had a ball that night. So yeah, fun times. Yes, um, so uh, the other thing I want to talk to you about is you've got a book, Networking for Nice People. And I'll throw a link into the show notes for the book for those who are interested. I believe I have a copy and have read it, although I need to reread it because that's it's one of those that you, you got to reread, you got to read two or three times to, to, to really get all the good out of it. Yeah. Give us one nugget of truth that's in your book that um, listeners can um, take away and start implementing, especially in this virtual world. A nugget of truth. So in new business networking, I have chapters on, you know, conference networking, on building your own conferences or unconferences um, and, and monthly networking events, in-person events, or, you know, nowadays online events. But what I encourage people, to, and, and then I have chapters on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and Google+. Plus. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but it's all about uh, you know, I mentioned serving your community and helping people, but if you can provide connections, people are always very responsive of that. Um, and, and the more people that you know, and actually I'm not talking about, I'm talking about quality over quantity as far as relationships go, but you can use 
you know, nowadays we're all communicating online primarily. Um, you know, the in-person conference is kind of at least on hold for the foreseeable future. So mm -hmm. you can use online services, online social networks or all, you know, to be able to communicate and meet people that are like-minded. Um, and if those, I guess the key thing here is if those communities don't already exist and they may, but if they, or they may have been neglected and, and they're not really vibrant anymore, or maybe they're completely dormant. It's about creating your own community, you know, be the connector. Yeah. So instead of spending so much time trying to find the community, build the community yourself. And, you know, Cal, you, you've, you're a great example of someone who has done that so well by supporting people and, and by, by being sort of the ringleader, if you will. Um, you know, I used to have a monthly event called Geek Breakfast, which you uh, came to fun. frequently. Yeah, and, and so Geek Breakfast was a way for just geeky folks to get together, have breakfast, no agenda, no sponsors, just shoot the breeze with the people that are sitting around you and get to know folks. And mm -hmm. now we're just doing that online. So I, I do encourage folks to, to, to be the ringleader. And it doesn't matter how introverted or how shy you are. Of course, they're two different things. Um, but just go out of your way to to start connecting people because then, you know, you can start doing for favors for folks and connecting them, introducing them, um, and that's that's what's really key is you know building and supporting a community. I, and I, I totally agree with that. I uh, one of the one of the great pleasures I get out of um, knowing so many people is when I get to introduce friends and yeah. somebody will write me and say, hey, can you introduce me to this person and I will, I'll find out what they're, what they're wanting, but I, I write these very florid or uh, floral um, emails of introduction, <clears throat> letting people know this is how I know this person. And, you know, if, if it's somebody that they're looking for a reference, if I'm writing that um, email, I'm happy to stand as a reference for that person. I let, um, let them know, or the person I'm talking to, I let them know that, that this is somebody I know well enough to say, I will stand as a reference, but I, I love introducing people in my network to each other. And um, that's a big reason why that's a big reason why LinkedIn is so powerful, right? Because, you know, and I'm a big proponent of LinkedIn and that's really my go-to social network these days, yeah. um, you know, and something that I've been spending a lot of time. I've actually, I advised a company that was acquired by LinkedIn and, and was uh, and, and a keynote speaker for a LinkedIn conference in Nashville years ago. So I love like uh, helping companies and helping individuals use LinkedIn more effectively. So I, I've been doing these things now where I'm working one-on-one -on -one with people with this LinkedIn profile audit where I go through your LinkedIn profile and based on actually what you're trying to do, mm -hmm. um, get, develop a plan for you. And so that's something really rewarding. And I mentioned this because you know, sometimes this is why accepting requests, uh, requests from people that you know on LinkedIn is key uh, and not from people you don't know. Because if, because the LinkedIn is the, the killer place for me to say, okay, I want to meet someone at, let's say, VMware. And I can see that Cal Evans is connected to the person I want to connect with at VMware. Well, I can send you a message, Cal, and say, hey, Cal, I see that you're connected to so-and-so at VMware, would really love an introduction, please. Uh, you know, I have an idea for them, blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. Cal can then, as you're saying, you can then facilitate that introduction on my behalf. Um, I always, by the way, suggest doing this via email rather than LinkedIn, because not everybody checks LinkedIn every day. 
Yeah. But at least you can use LinkedIn to research who you know and who can get you through the door. So that's why I have a whole chapter in my book and write a lot about networking and do a lot of consulting and coaching around LinkedIn. That, that's a very important point. And I actually, I've got a blog post from way back that describes my, um, not strategies, but my, my thoughts about social media. And on Twitter, I do not follow a lot of people. I follow um, who I feel very important and I broadcast a lot on Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. I don't converse a lot on Twitter. On Facebook, Facebook is mainly my friends. These days it's turning into my um, scuba diving buddies and that's where oh, we nice. all connect because that's where that community is. But do you guys get very deep together? Sorry. Oh, geez, dude, awesome. no, let's not, let's not go there. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll let myself out. <laughs> But LinkedIn is something special. And I actually posted in that, uh, wrote in that post that I have a handshake rule, or these days a fist bump rule. Um, I, I have to have physically met you to agree to put you on my LinkedIn. And honestly, there are less than five people on my um, LinkedIn friends that I've not physically met. And those are very special exceptions. Um, the, 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 the CEO or the, the head of the university that I attended and stuff like that, you know, the, those um, exceptions. Other than that, if you see somebody on my LinkedIn, I've met them, therefore I can talk to them. I don't mm -hmm. want one of these, I don't know you, but let's connect anyhow. They, they, I, you know, the whole yeah. point of LinkedIn is to be able to recommend people. And if I don't know you, I'm not going to recommend you. So, right. Right. You know, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. I, I actually have a little email script I use um, or a little script I use to then uh, not like a program script, but just a little copy paste text. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, not a programmer. Um, although if somebody can develop this for me, <laughs> let's talk. Um, but what I do is when I get an introduction request, I send a default message back to each person saying something to, to the effect of, you know, hey, thanks for the connection request. My brain's a little foggy this morning. Clearly, I haven't had enough coffee yet. Uh, please remind me where we met. And if we haven't met yet and you're connecting with me because you'd like to you know, follow, there's a follow button on my profile that you can actually follow me. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, um, you know, I'd love to, to learn more about you kind of thing. And, you know, I would say maybe 20% of the time I send that out. And then I, and then I click ignore yeah. for, the, for the request. What will happen is they will respond and say, oh, no, we don't know each other, but I really like your work and blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, great. And I'll look at their profile and decide, okay, will I accept their connection request or not? Um, again, reminding them they can follow me if they want to follow and, and see what I'm, I'm posting. That's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but so I have this little email that I just use or this little message that I use that I just message back to everybody who sends me a request. And, you know, nine times out of 10, I don't get a response, which is fine, but they also don't get a connection. So that, that way I can really protect the people that I'm connected with in my network. See, that's a much better and much more thought out strategy than mine of just clicking the ignore button. So, um, <laughs> and I'll probably adopt that. Occasionally I do, if it's somebody that I think um, you know, is important enough that I want to explain to them yeah, why sure. we're not connecting. Um, but I, you know, I just, I, I've always had this rule of on LinkedIn, I've got to have, um, to have met you because you're going to, you know, people are going to want me to recommend people to you, or you're going to want me to recommend you to somebody. I want to know who I'm dealing with. So. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. 
Dave, I want to thank you for being part of Voices of the Elephant today. I've taken up way more of your time than I planned on. Um, I do appreciate you being a part of, or taking time out of your schedule to be a part of this. And audience, I want to thank you for being a part of Voices of the Elephant. Hey, do us a favor. If you like what we're doing, go out on your favorite podcasting network, whichever one you listen to, and leave us a rating, you know, five stars, five thumbs up, whatever. Let us know or let other people know that you enjoy what we're doing. Now, if there's something we can do better to serve you, please drop me an email, cal at calevans.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to find ways to make this more relevant to you. Thank you so much for attending. We'll see you right here next week on Voices of the Elephant. Thanks for listening to Voices of the Elephant. Voices of the Elephant is copyright EICC Incorporated and released under a Creative Commons attribution, no derivatives, share and share alike license. To nominate someone to be a guest on Voices of the Elephant, visit our website and click on the nominate link. The URL is voicesoftheelephant.com. Elephant is of course spelled E-L-E-P-H-P-A-N-T.